This podcast includes unapologetic logic and reason and may not be suitable for all audiences. In a world full of nonsense, he's been called the voice of uncommon common sense. He sees the abnormal that many find normal. Author and award-winning speaker, he is Chris I'm getting ready to head down to the radio show today. We record down there live every Monday, 1,600 hours, 4 o'clock to you. This is episode number 7 coming up, The Art of War, it's called. There's a lot more we're going to talk about than that. Wu-Tang Logistics. What a crazy show it's going to be. A few other things to talk about, but it's. I'm going to tell you, uh, by far and away the best radio out there. All the reviews, it's been unanimously, overwhelmingly positive. I don't know. Uh, it's the gift of God. Thank you, Lord. I don't know what's happened. It's crazy to me, really. I never expected such a positive response. And when I go back and listen to myself, my own worst critic, I'm like, this is good stuff. This is good stuff. And I'm going to tell you, today is going to be a big one. If you haven't checked it out, Project Chaos by Chris Kunkel. You can uh, subscribe to that on your uh, podcast players, iTunes, wherever you're coming in from. And you can also check out the website, projectchaos.org. And if you want, you can live stream. I can't believe how many people are listening to live stream. It's blowing my mind. And I don't know if the, I got to ask if the station gets any numbers on that. I got to believe they do. I don't know, though. I don't know if you know. It's hard to say. I don't know how that stuff works. I'm going to try and find out. Uh, but it, this is a big, big show. And I got another big thing I'll tell you in a second. Let me just stay in my order here, though. Uh, it's crazy the momentum, but seven incredible radio shows and a total of 15, 16 podcast episodes, then 14 of them available on there right now. All content that you can listen to anytime, rich, inspiring, relevant. I just, it's amazing. You got to check it out, really. If you like talk radio, if you like me, presumably you do, if you've been listening this far in, you're going to want to check it out. I feel like it's my best work. I really do. It's a little different, of course, but uh, a lot the same. And I really feel, like I said, my best work ever. With that, if you are already supporting Project Chaos, or you support, and or you support me. How's that? The best thing you could do for me right now is I need you to go to projectchaos.org and get one of the car magnets. And let me tell you why for a second, because it's very important to understand that. I'm releasing a new book. Um, We're doing a book tour. I have a new radio show. At the same time, I do not use social media, and I am not spending a dime on any of these crooks I won't feed the machine, and you shouldn't be wasting your time on there anyway. If you are, could you share out my links, projectchaos.org, tell them what a great radio show it is. (laughs) I'll take the free stuff, but I'm not getting involved in it. And my recommendation to you is to get off, but if you are on, (laughs) share our links out. I know, it's a little dichotomy there. Give me a break, would you? Anyway, my point about all that is, you know, I got to promote this thing, man. (laughs) There's an overhead meter running. I'll tell you a quick story about that. I was having a little problem. I'm like, where's the printed? I might, I got the first you know boxes of printed books coming. I got a book tour lined up, and I want to schedule more. I need this book bad. We're running two months on the radio show, 
And uh, so finally, I, I email the the publisher. I'm like, when are you guys with us? Well, you haven't finished the ebook formatting. And I said, well, and there was like another week out for that. I said, listen, I need you to print the books. I can't wait for the ebook formatting. You guys are going to print them. And then they said, well, we don't do that. I said, okay. I got that email around 1600. Guess what? 0801 the next morning, I'm on the phone. Doot, 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 doot. Hello, please. I, I said, I'm not, I know I'm not Stephen King, but I've been a loyal customer for five years. And listen, I need the book sent to production today. If you And I, I said, I said, if you guys can't do it, I'm going to get another printer. Do I have the PDF file? This is ridiculous. And I could easily do that. She was very polite. And they very kind. I've been working with these guys. Great company. Uh, I'm speaking a little negatively in this case. So I'm not going to mention the name, and I don't mean it to be negative. The project, uh, by the way, has been very demanding, and they've been great. I mean, and including this, they did finally. Just, you know, I wasn't able to communicate my, um, to fully express my, um, my emotion, I suppose, in an email. But once we got that straightened out on the phone, they were worked with me, and uh, I'm hoping to have the books as early as this week, and we make sign. Pre-release signed copies available as well. I'll keep you posted on that. Uh, but anyway, get all this stuff going. This stuff is expensive, and I need to keep the, growing the audience. And it's now it's serious, you know. And uh, we're prime time. Not prime time. That's a little bit of a stretch, but um, we're we're getting it done, man. There's a bit of a local buzz going on every every hour at this point. Literally, I'm hearing from people. Tell, I have craziness. A uh, friend and wife said, yeah, you know, uh, she went to a new yarn shop, and the owner was a Marine. She's like, oh, I told him about your radio show. Do you know how great that is? It's incredible. Anyway, back to the magnets. I'm not using social media. I'm not paying those crooks. So what do you do? Oh, well, I've got a few tricks up my sleeve. Don't you worry. I've built quite a few businesses. I even uh, started a, a youth flag football league nonprofit, funded that through sponsorships. We had a tunnel for the kids to run through, a sound machine, our own trailer, and it was fully funded. We were even able to offer scholarships. I know how to do it. I know how to get these things done. Anyway, what am I telling you? we got to get the word out, and we're not going to do it with social media. Or not at least paying them, put it that way. And uh, these these car magnets, so I got them in. They arrived on Friday afternoon. Put one on my car. Well, first of all, joking around, I put them all on my car. I only ordered six. Well, that was a mistake. I got a whole bunch more on order. And these are big. These are 6-inch by 24s. Big, beautiful. I should have mentioned this. I'm not doing a good job selling this to you. I'm telling you, you got to go go to projectchaos.org and click on store. It's the only thing in there right now is the car magnet, so it's not hard to find. But you'll see the picture on the back of the pickup truck, and it is cool. Everything you've been hearing me telling you about with the imagery that for the book cover, oh, my goodness. And and. <laughs> And I have to tell you, the redesign and all that was triggered by a problem. The publisher said the images resolution is not going to work. Forced me to go back and fix the whole thing. And, oh, has it paid off? These car magnets are phenomenal. And um, so I put it, I put them on the car. I'm joking around, texting at the people. Everybody and their brothers are like, I want one, I want one. I'm like, oh, no. <laughs> what have I done? I better go order more. So I did. Make sure I can get those in quickly. And then also my wife says, yeah, those oversized magnets aren't going to work on every car. And I said, sure they will. And she was right, of course. She said, 14 years, you think you'd listen by now? I'm like, oh, yeah, isn't that the pot calling the kettle black? But I shouldn't be discussing these things publicly, should I? She was right. Let's leave it on that note. Um, So I ordered small ones and big ones. And as soon as I get the small ones, I'll make them available too. Right now I just have the big ones available. Um, But please – 
So I, anyway, let me tell the story. So uh, after I done joking around, um, Saturday midday, um, I haven't been drinking any Monster. You guys have heard me talk about my Monster affliction. And um, anyway, I drink the no sugar. It's not as bad as people think. But anyway, I don't know why I feel like I have to tell that every time. It doesn't really matter. But uh, I wanted a Monster. So I'm going to run down to the store and get one. And uh, it's first time out with a car magnet. And uh, going out, there was one person behind me. I parked down the local Wawa down there. It was big in the Philadelphia area. I'm like, oh, good. I'll get some exposure down here. Nah. I had to park like in the back corner. Nobody saw me. I walk in there. There's two guys in there with Marine garb on. I didn't have any. I got the business cards in last week for the show. And I got P38s to give out to veterans. They're a little can opener. There's a little gift. I'm like, ah, I put it, I put them down. If I, go, if I go, my wallet goes, those go with me too. I got to start getting the word out. Anyway, I'm coming back. And this magnet is, is a marketing genius, I'll tell you. And I'm not revealing my secrets on it. You can reverse engineer all you want. You won't figure it out. All you need to know is it is a really cool magnet. And to prove it, I'm coming in. So I only really saw two cars on my trip. One didn't seem any interest. wasn't really close enough to me to tell. But coming back, the car, uh, we stopped at a light. And I kind of got the sense that the guy was pulling up the website. But I could tell he's looking up and down at it. And um, I pull away. Well, sure enough, I'm able to see. I wait a couple hours later. I go, look, I can see with the pings on the website, and there's a map. And it doesn't tell me the exact, you know, down to the block, because it's really close on that map. And I said, I'm reasonably certain that one out of the two people that I drove that saw that magnet went to the website. Now, you know, this is a very scientific study, obviously, with some very conclusive proof, wouldn't you say? No, but I think it's going to be very effective. And if you have the ability to help me out, especially if you're a high-volume driver, man, and I think it's a great-looking magnet, especially if you have a pickup truck. The big ones are best for a pickup truck. You'll see in the photo there it's on the tailgate of a pickup truck. And if you have the ability to do something like that, uh, it, w- it would really do a, a lot for me to get that exposure out there and get people going to the website, checking out the show and the podcast and whatnot. So give it some thought. I know I just talked about that a way long time. Um, I'm also excited to tell you that I'm starting a book tour the end of the month uh, at the VFW here uh, in Red Hill, Pennsylvania. And I think that that is going to lead to bigger things. I've been talking enough about this. I'll tell you more details about that maybe tomorrow. But I also want to mention this huge, huge, huge news. And I'm going to tell you, even if you're not a veteran, you're probably going to find this story absolutely incredible. Uh, James Brady has agreed to an interview from Vietnam. He is the author of Flags of Our Fathers. It's a top-selling book about Iwo Jima. His father, a a Navy corpsman, I didn't even know this, that there was a Navy corpsman, not even a Marine, was one of the the flag raisers, never spoke about it. James Brady, the son, went and did all this research to tell the story. Listen, there's so much I could say about this. All I'm going to tell you is the only way you're going to get that is through ProjectChaos.org. And it is going to be a crazy, crazy interview. Uh, The whole show that I did on Iwo Jima is phenomenal as well. The feedback, just crazy. Another top show. And just to tell you this on on that radio show... Honestly, I like I don't know how long I can continue this momentum. I probably shouldn't be saying that. I'm like, I mean, one of these shows isn't going to be quite that exciting. I don't know, man. The material's good stuff. All right, what do I want to talk about today? Well, it's pretty simple actually. And it's not a lot of stories. I'm not going to do the rapid fire like I usually do. Three stories I want to talk about. This story from the Atlantic 
that the House Democrats may not certify the presidential election if Trump wins. Ho, <laughs> what? Yeah, the, the party of democracy. Yeah, who's believing that? And uh, then this statement, please tell me I can get this better come up here. I'll be very disappointed. Good, good, good. This is from, uh, I, I should have got his name here, Babalewski. What's his name? Doggone it. It's Tony, his father, Al. I thought he wrote this in the first. Yeah. Hi, my name is Tony Babalewski. And this is the guy with information about the Biden crime family. And it's another story of how he's been attacked. Wait till you hear. I'm going to read great right up here. But then there's this little story, just a little tiny development. Um, according to the Gatestone incident, I don't, Institute, I don't know who this is, but this is all highly plausible. They say that uh, China is sending infiltrators here to come and kill us. And they're going to show how. Uh, could they do it? Would they do it? Why would they do it? I'm going to tell you why. I'll tell you all of that. Well, let me get started. This first story, let me get back to it here. The uh, House Democrats might not certify the election if Trump wins. That is just fascinating to me. How can this possibly be the party of democracy, they say, the party of saving democracy, that Trump's a threat to our democracy? The, the real irony of this is this is what Mike Pence was supposed to do, not certify the election. They're kind of the same end there, right? So now here you have Democrats saying that, that they're going to be the ones to do it. If the su- Supreme Court won't act, that they will. And the Supreme Court would probably be thrilled to let them do just that. Because I don't think the Supreme Court wants to be involved in it at all. And the Supreme Court really shouldn't be involved in our elections if you think about it. But let me just ask you this. If the party of hate has no home here, the party of saving our democracy is, in fact, not allowing democracy at all, how could you possibly say that? They don't care. Democracy, what the people want, what they want. That's why they don't use the word republic, because they don't abide by the law. If it is, what law is it? What law are they abiding by? They're going to do this. Oh, they'll have fancy lawyers tell you why they have every obligation to do this, to do exactly what they said Trump shouldn't have done. Isn't that amazing? Bringing us right to this point. But even if Trump wins, can you imagine if Trump wins and the Congress is going to sit there and interfere with that vote? That's no democracy at all now, is it? Is it? I don't think so. This is why I say to you, we don't have a democracy or a republic. We're under a 500-head monarchy, which is worse than a single-head monarchy. At least under a single-head monarchy, you know who the ass is. In this case, who do you blame it on? All of them. Unbelievable, really. What does this lead to is the bigger question. If the ballot box is no longer the place where we express ourselves to let our demands be known collectively in a proper and orderly fashion, then what is the result of that? Well, then it becomes a Second Amendment issue now, doesn't it? And they say, what's more powerful, the ballot box or the cartridge box? I don't think we want to find out, do we really? Who's going to do it, though? Who's really going to stand up to these thugs? The whole entire Republican Party can't do it, won't do it. 
Would the military step in necessarily? Hmm. Well, now you know why they've been working night and day to liberalize the living daylights out of that, too. This, to me, is one of the most existential threats we face, this nonsense that they're pulling with the politics and the elections. It's unbelievable, the mayhem, really, that we don't even have proper stinking elections. You know, whatever you want to call it, democracy, republic, this is a sham. A doggone sham. Only way to put it. Let me get into this uh, Tony Babalowinski. I said it right. It's an interesting name, isn't it? Chairman, ranking members, and members of Congress, thank you for this opportunity to speak with you. I'm happy uh, that the American people will finally hear the facts and evidence that I have been trying to outline for over four years, all backed up and supported by emails, texts, documents, records, pictures, and other evidence. The facts we are going to discuss today are important for America's national security, and I can only hope that everyone in this room and all representatives and officers of the U.S. government take them seriously. My name is Tony Babalowinski. I'm a proud American citizen who has honorably served the United States in several capacities. For over six years, I was an officer in the United States Navy, Elite Naval Nuclear Power Training Command, as a decorated Master Training Specialist Instructor. I later served as a Command's Chief Technology Officer, where I held a Q Security Clearance from the Department of Energy and from the National Security Agency. When I left NNPTC, I was the number one ranked direct input officer in the entire command in my final Navy fitness report. I am here today out of duty to God and country in a nonpartisan matter with only one party in mind, the party I serve with honor and gratitude, the United States of America. While I have made a few campaign contributions over the years to Democrats, such as Congressman Ro Khanna, a member of the Oversight Committee, I am not a political person. I come from a family with a long history of distinguished service in our nation's military. I grew up uh, the son of a career naval officer, Robert Babalowinski, whom I love dearly. I could not be prouder of my father's long and distinguished service career. Uh, he goes on and on and on about his distinguished career, uh, which is really a great foundation for Congress, but I don't need to read all that to you here. He says, I share my extensive U.S. military roots and background with you because they are the lens through which I view this exceptional country and my responsibility to it. My deep commitment to America is also the reason I have elected to place myself and my family in the public eye to tell the truth before you today. That comes at a great cost to my privacy, my personal security, and that of my family, among other things. However, I'm happy to pay the cost. I am blessed to have been born and grew up in the greatest country on earth. I take that seriously. Having been to over 50 countries around the world, I say that with the highest confidence. For nearly four years, I've tried to tell the American people the truth about serious corruption at the very top of their government. In return, I've been falsely accused of being a purveyor of Russian disinformation and a political surrogate. My continuous efforts to inform the American people of the facts have been actively suppressed by both the United States government and the so-called mainstream media. I want to be crystal clear from my direct personal experience that I have subsequently come to learn. It is clear to me that Joe Biden was the brand being sold by the Biden family. His family's foreign influence peddling operation from China to Ukraine and elsewhere sold out to foreign actors who were seeking to gain influence and access to Joe Biden and the United States government. Joe Biden was more than a participant in and beneficiary of his family's business. He was an enabler, despite being buffered by a complex scheme to maintain plausible deniability. The only reason any of these international business transactions took place with tens of millions of dollars flowing directly from the Biden family was because Joe Biden was in high office. The Biden family business was Joe Biden, period. 
What is he saying there? That they weren't providing anything. Foreign nationals on the other side of these transactions, including China, Ukraine, and Romania, have also explained how and why these transactions took place. Once again, I would call that extensive evidence. The Chinese Communist Party, through its surrogate, China Energy Company Limited, linked Chinese energy conglomerate, successfully sought to infiltrate and compromise Joe Biden in the Obama White House. This process started in the fourth quarter of 2015 and continued when Joe Biden left office from January 2017 to March 2018, when the uh, Chinese Chairman Ye was detained for corruption in China, never to be seen again. Note that on October 21st, 2015, Joe Biden announced that he would not seek the presidency in 2016. It is not a coincidence that the Chinese aggressive approach to the Biden family happened around the same time. It is also not a coincidence that the Chinese used the Biden family's weakest link, Hunter Biden, and the promise of large sums of money to tune of tens of millions of dollars initially, and eventually the profits from investing billions of dollars in the United States and around the world. Before we begin this in-depth testimony under penalty of perjury and charges of obstruction of Congress, I would like to highlight a few of the critically important facts. Wow! (laughs) I mean, this is unbelievable. I'm not going to read you all this evidence. Let me give you the highlights. The post is in the show notes if you really want to hear it. Joe Biden was aware of the Chinese transactions, enabled it, and had a constitutional responsibility and obligation to the American people to shut it down before it began. Tony Bobolewinski says, I personally met with Joe Biden in Los Angeles in May of 2017 multiple times to discuss the broad contours of our business dealings. Joe Biden, immediate family members, were enriched to the tune of tens of millions of dollars for some of our most dangerous adversaries, including the Chinese Communist Party and players from Russia, Ukraine, Romania, Kazakhstan, and other foreign nationals, nations, and entities. The Biden family, Joe's son Hunter and his brother Jim, knowingly and aggressively defrauded me as the CEO of Sinohook uh, Holdings and as a member of uh, Nidia Holdings at the end of July 7, 2017. They put Joe Biden and the rest of the Biden family smack in the middle of a $9 billion transaction between Russia and China involving Qatar. United States law enforcement appears to have been singularly unwilling to speak with me or hear the facts we will be discussing today. Wow, just amazing, really. Absolutely amazing, to the tune of mind-boggling. Now, you know... I'm sure there's more to the story, right? Got to be more to the story. We're getting only getting Tony's side, but that's pretty damning. I wonder why old Tony Babalewinski hasn't uh, ended up in a shallow grave somewhere. Well, let me lead that up to the next story. This uh, Chinese infiltrator is coming here to kill us. Chinese Communist Party, they say at the moment, is putting in place infrastructure in America to attack America. Let me tell you something right now. I wouldn't be surprised if multiple countries are doing that. Why wouldn't you? I mean, we do it around the world. This has become the new game. The, 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 you remember that, game, that war game, Risk? Did you ever play that? I used to love that game. I used to sit hours on the weekends playing against myself. Don't tell anybody that. It was a little nerdy in some ways, to be honest. Listening to talk radio, playing Risk. Who would have known? Anyway, um, yeah, they, they, did, they did like did away with the borders. I don't know. Wait, wait, let me tell you something. This no border thing is going to destroy us. 
And how do you say that the that Biden, one way or the other, I mean, <laughs> there's like so many, so let me just say this from a military standpoint, and if you read Art of War, I mean, this this play would be right out of that, that the Chinese, you know, whether they're going to actually pull the trigger on it or not may be another question, but I would, I would suspect that they have already likely moved military assets across that border, if for no other reason, just to see if they can. Unreal, really. I said this before, man. You know, he's taking money from the Chinese. Big money. How much Chinese money is going into the the, the Democrat Party? And, and what's the chance they're using the name uh, George Soros? How do you really know? You don't know. We don't know. What, where's the investigative journalism that they're going to see where the money's really coming from? Come on. Pay the right people, you can do whatever you want. It says here in California near Fresno, authorities found a secret Chinese biological weapons lab with at least 20 pathogens, including one for Ebola and almost a thousand mice that have been genetically engineered to spread disease. This is what the Chinese are doing in California. Chinese agents, in addition to hobbling Americans with disease and gunning them down, could bomb power stations, attack military bases, start wildfires, poison reservoirs or create terror in dozens of ways. This tactic might come straight out of Unrestricted Warfare, a 1999 book written by two Chinese Air Force colonels and first published by the PLA Literature and Arts Publishing House in Beijing. The colonels argue that China can and should employ any tactic in attacking a military superior United States. Now Americans can see how Beijing is operationalizing the suggestions of this how-to manual. Let me say this. Particularly with everything that's going on, it would be foolish for the Chinese not to explore it. And equally as foolish not to exploit it. And let me tell you something straight out of the art of war. I'll be talking about it on the, late, the radio show later today. You should check it out. Projectchaos.org. And um, one of the strategies he talks about is using fire for war. To burn what? Troops, equipment, infrastructure, rage, terror. Imagine you had a, a thousand Chinese in here, the Chinese army, just a thousand. How many fires could they go around and set before they all rounded up and caught? How much damage could they do? And this is the way they think. This is the way the military thinks. You got military leaders on both sides talking about it, and nobody's really listening. It doesn't seem. Maybe on the Chinese side, the only saving grace is that. Chinese can't hit the broadside of a barn, you know, despite everything they have militarily. But listen, in this border case, and, and they just go on a sabotage mission, man. Starting fires, clogging sewers, stealing, abandoning vehicles, derailing trains. You know how easy it is to, if you have the right tools, to pop off a section of rail line and create almost an automatic... Wait for the train to derail. Damage to electric infrastructure. Look, if they have their allegiance to to their higher authority, and they have been properly trained to hate the United States, and and they feel they're loyal to their country, and like I said, it may not even be pulled, might not be an active plan. It may just be here. Are you comfortable with that? 
that at any time Z can pick up the phone and say, hey, 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 before you get too full of yourself there, Joey, I'll burn your place down by tomorrow morning. Don't mess with me. Interesting when you think about it. Very interesting. Now, you see, China wouldn't have the same problem. How's that? Because a thousand Americans would be able to pick them out in an instant. Here, how are you going to decipher all that with everything going on? Who's to say that they're not paying Latino organizations to do it? Right? China come into Mexico and say, listen, drug cartel, we're going to give you $2 million to run guns up to this mountainside cabin in Montana. Drop everything off up there and get out. Huh. Now you got a big weapons cache up there? Think about what they could be building and doing. I'm not saying it's happening. You would think if there was some intelligence on that that, you know, who who would act on it? I don't know. The FBI, I suppose. The CIA. I don't think the military can. Who's going to do it? I don't know. I'll tell you this much as you listen to all these things going on. <laughs> Let me tell you the top three things you need to be doing right now. Your financial preservation, your, your um, physical preservation, meaning staying and being in physical condition that you can walk and work and do things, growing and preserving your own food. I, I say the money, by the way. You may want to think of alternatives. I just say say three, five things. Uh, Financial foundation to deal with local commerce. um, Physical condition that you can walk and and, and dig and work. um, Ability to grow and preserve your own food. And uh, security. You have to be able to provide your own security. I'm going to tell you, I see a real risk going forward that for the poor people that are unable to do those things, I believe, They run the risk of running into a big problem. And you know what? It's always been the case. Always been the case to some degree. It's just about we've had this great period of peace, and the indication is that it's going to come to a screeching halt. I don't know if it's going to be the Chinese. I don't think that there is a huge threat there, but I can't believe that there's none. So there's got to be some. And what is that some? I don't know. God willing, I'll be back tomorrow. I sure hope to see you there. Make sure you check out the ProjectChaos.org radio show. Hope to see you back tomorrow. Make it a great day.